I want to welcome everyone to the podcast. We call this From the Preacher Study. My name is Bob Hutto. I'm the preacher here at the Oak Mountain Church of Christ. My colleague, co-worker is Kevin Clark. And um, we want to come to you and uh, we're going to study from God's Word today from Matthew chapter 6. We've been going through the Sermon on the Mount over the last several sessions and uh, going to continue to do that. You know, one of the things we, we want to do in this, one of the things we're trying to say in this is that the, the Scripture is... The, the important thing. And so we just want to turn to the Scripture, look at the Scripture, and then uh, explain it, apply it in a relevant way, in a meaningful way, because it's the Scriptures that make us wise to salvation. It's the Scriptures that will make us what God wants us to be. And so we're not highlighting uh, current events or things like that unless they illustrate what the Scriptures say. It's really our focus on the Scriptures. And so we're glad that you're joining us and that we're glad that you have an interest in studying from God's Word. And we hope that we're able to say some things that will help you along the way. We're not out to necessarily break new ground or say things that are novel or never been heard before, but, but things that will encourage us and inform us as we go along our way as Christians in our attempts to please God. And so we're glad that you're with us, that you're uh, interested in those kind of things, and uh, uh, lend your support to us in that way. Kevin. Yeah, I was at a place recently where the Word of God was presented, and I just so enjoyed the presentation of God's Word. It just reminded me how if we have the right mind, if we're spiritually-minded people, if we care about spiritual things, this is a delight to have the opportunity to talk about what God's Word has to say to us. And so we're, we don't take that lightly. The fact that you've given us this opportunity to present God's Word to you has been so rewarding to us, and we know it's been rewarding to you. And as we always say, please get the word out. Let other folks know, your neighbors, your coworkers, uh, fellow students, teachers. Uh, it, it's a good way of exposing people to the gospel. And a lot of people are a little uneasy about coming to, say, a new church building, but people a lot of times will listen to podcasts. So it's a great way of presenting the gospel and spreading uh, the word. And we also, in talking about spreading the word, want to thank our two deacons, Jason Reed and Mark Townsend, who are always with us, always willing to lend their talents and abilities. And which we've said many times, we could not do this left our own device. We appreciate their sacrifices. Well, we're in Matthew chapter six. We're going to look at. We're going to review a little bit. Look at verse nineteen, and then look at what's in the remaining part of the chapter. There are four statements here, four little sections that have to do with material things or the right attitude toward material things and and wealth. And so, in verse nineteen, do not store up for yourselves treasure on earth, where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasure in heaven. And so that's the first section that in this particular passage that where Jesus addresses wealth. In verse 22, he talks about uh, the lamp of the body is the eye and being focused. And then verse 24, he returns to this idea, no man can serve two masters. Either he'll hate the one and love the other, he'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. And so there's that idea of you can't divide your focus between God and wealth. You need to be focused on one you know, one one thing in order to be successful as you strive toward that goal. And then finally, in verse 25, he begins a section, don't be worried about your life as to what you'll eat or drink and so forth. And so here are four sections where Jesus addresses money, material things, or wealth. It occurred to me that Jesus has quite a bit to say about that, doesn't he? He has quite a lot to say about wealth and how we think about wealth, how we think about material things. And they're, oh, I don't know, just off the top of our heads, I'm sure we could 
uh, point to just a number of passages where Jesus discusses those things. This is simply one of those. Mm-hmm. Well, why do you think he does that? Well, it's a persistent problem. It's a problem that we all have uh, because in every society, there's a correlation between amassing wealth and finances and power and privilege and influence. So it opens a lot of doors. It makes this life here a little bit easier. Uh, you know, sometimes we'll swing the pendulum too far the other way and say, well, money is not important. No, it's important and, and yeah. it can change your life and it can make it a lot better. And people see the opportunities that come with money and the things you can do with money and what you can buy, cars, houses in our society. But in every society, there have been things that you have access to with money that you don't have access to without it. So it is a common thing for us to get caught up into. And especially if we're trying to look to the other uh, world, the other age, a spiritual age, it tends to distract. And the more of it that you have, the harder it is for you to stay focused right. yeah. on God. I, I yeah. think about Proverbs 30, where basically the, the plea is made, don't make me wealthy, lest I be full and deny you, but don't let me be poor, lest I be tempted to steal and, and, and reproach your name. And so the extremes on either side are pretty difficult when it comes to our service to God. And uh, these sorts of things can really become an idol and, and replace God. That's right. And so be, I like the way you said that. It can become an idol so that we, we are serving right. the pursuit of material things and spending all our time and energy focused on that. Right. We, we can't take the material things with us. Mm-mm. And so they it's, it's, and that's what Jesus says, where right. moth and rust consume. Right. The, these things are of temporary value. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they have some value right. in this life, of course, right. but that's temporary. Why would you want to spend all of your time exactly. and energy and focus on something that is not lasting? That's right. And then to the neglect of right. the wealth that is, the riches right. that are lasting, that right. is an e- eternal treasure. Absolutely. But also... Money has a corrupting influence. And so you talked about Mm -hmm. some things that money can do, and it certainly can solve some Mm -hmm. problems Mm -hmm. in our lives. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, money is is kind of a corrupting influence. And so uh, people, in order to acquire more money or more, you know, more material things, will cheat a little bit yes, or yes, they'll, right. they'll hoard a little bit right. or they'll lie a little bit, exactly. maybe a lot, in order to increase the coffers. Right. And so they may, you know, the, the Bible talks about judges who take bribes right. and corrupt right. justice right. for the sake of money. And so money has a corrupting influence. We don't see that sometimes. Right. Uh, we think, um, you know, the solution to a problem is to throw money at it. Mm-hmm. Well, that might help the problem, right. but if we're not careful... That just brings on other problems. Absolutely. So we have to be careful about money. Jesus warns us about money uh, on numerous occasions. Right. We live in a very affluent society. We do. We do. All of yeah. most most people, uh, you know, m- that are listening to this, I suppose, have what they need and more. Right. And so we have to be careful that we don't become too attached That's right. to our material things. We noted that Jesus talks about the deceitfulness of yes, riches. Absolutely. And so sometimes. Uh, we may be deceived into thinking we think one way about money right. when actually we think another way about it. Right. It's a great barometer of what is important to you. If you ever take some time to kind of go back to your checkbook or go to the electronic registry and see where you're spending your money, it will tell you where your priorities are. And uh, yeah. we spend money on the things that we care about the most, right? And, uh, and so it's very difficult for us to stay focused and to use money as what it's designed to be, which is a tool. 
and, and a tool is, is inherently neither evil nor good, but as you say, this particular tool has a tendency to be very corrupt. I was thinking about just what you were talking about, all the different things that people do for money. You know, people will be violent for money, uh, people will kill for money, people will steal for money, people will lie for money, deceit uh, or deceitful about money, people will, will engage in fornication, adultery, all kinds of ungodliness with the aim of trying to get more money. And right. so you can see why Paul says that Timothy, to Timothy, 1 Timothy 6, that it's the root of all kinds of evil. It really is. It's so immediate. I mean, it's right here, right now. Yeah. And so, you know, heaven might be somewhere right. off in the right. distance. Right. And so what I want to do is I want what I want. I'll, yeah. Hey, it's right here, yeah. right at my fingertips. That's right. And it's so close. If I can just devote a little bit more time and a little right. bit more energy to it, I can have that and I can live my present life now right. in oh, a much better better state. So Absolutely. It's, a, it's just a dangerous thing. Well, I've got us rambling there, Kevin. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's important. <laughs> okay. uh, You're so, setting the stage. Yeah. So let's go to Matthew chapter 6, and let's look at verses 22 and 23. This is an interesting little statement here. Mm-hmm. I th- it is embedded in this section that has right. to do with material right. things. Right. Don't lay up for yourself treasure on the earth. Lay right. up treasure in heaven. Mm-hmm. No man can serve God and wealth. Don't worry about what, what you're going to eat and drink. I tend to think that, although he may not say it explicitly, this has something to do with, with mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. And so he says in verse 22, the eye is the lamp of the body. So then if your eye is clear, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light that is in in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? And so it's a it's an interesting uh, statement. It's a little bit hard maybe to figure out exactly right. what all the pieces mean mm-hmm. and all the parts of it mean. But I think the gist is fairly clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, light comes into our bodies, and infor- consequently, information comes into our mm-hmm. mind and our mm-hmm. body through our eyes. Mm-hmm. Light, of course, in the Bible is. Uh, uh, represents good mm-hmm. and uh, righteousness and holiness. And so we want to walk in the light. We want that information that's within us mm-hmm. to be good and, and sound. We don't want to walk in the darkness. And so the eye is the lamp of the body. If your, light, if your eye is clear, now that's kind of a hard word to translate. Mm-hmm. If you look at different translations, you might run across several different uh, English words there. But one of the ideas is single. So if your eye is single, hmm. well, then your hmm. whole body is, is full of light. Mm-hmm. It seems to me that what he's saying there is if you, if you're, if you keep your focus, mm-hmm. there's that idea of mm-hmm. vision mm-hmm. and sight and mm-hmm. the use of the eye. Mm-hmm. If you keep your focus single, mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're zeroed in on accomplishing right. this goal, right. right. Well, then you can be successful. Mm-hmm. And so the light, the information is coming into the body. As long as your body is full of light, well, then you'll be successful. Mm-hmm. But if you're in the dark, right. well, now now you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. And so if, if your body is single, if it's focused mm-hmm. on this one object, uh, this one, one goal, okay, you got a good opportunity to succeed in that. But if your eye is bad and you're in the dark, right. well, now, now you're in trouble. I like that. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, it seems to me that's the idea. So, so here in this particular passage, you know, if your eye is focused on serving God and doing God's will, mm-hmm. okay, you keep that focus mm-hmm. sharp. You, you don't get divided. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're, you're in good yeah. shape. You can succeed. But if your vision is not clear, right. 
about what you want to accomplish, okay, now now you're in trouble. And so you're not going to succeed. And that, right. that leads us then into verse 24. Right. Make, make some comment if you would like to there. Well, I was just going to say that I like that idea of the singular focus because it's consistent with the larger context that we've been talking about, both the idea of laying up treasures for yourself in heaven as opposed to earth, then as you're about to talk about in terms of not serving God and mammon, you got to make a choice. You can't do both. And then later on in Matthew 6, 25 to 33, we cap it off with seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So this idea of having a singular focus on spiritual things is really repeated all throughout these passages. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some associate the idea with, uh, you know, being, being generous as opposed to being stingy and, and hoarding what you've got. And so mm-hmm. if your eye is... is uh, is clear New American Standard Bible said so that's a word that's related to the word for generosity, mm, okay. and so that that fits in with the context right. as well. Yeah. And then being bad would be the opposite of that, mm-hmm. uh, being stingy and hoarding for yourself mm-hmm. your wealth, and so that might play into the uh, the message here as well. Right. And so then verse twenty four says, "No one can serve two masters." For either he'll hate the one and love the other, or he'll be devoted to one and despise the other. Mm -hmm. And so this seems to be sort of a conclusion Mm -hmm. to what he said in verses 22 and 23. And so he says in a straightforward way what he said in a figurative way in the previous verses. Look, you can't serve two masters. You can't be a slave of two masters. You can't be enslaved to this man, and he's your owner, and he tells you what to do. (laughs) And at the same time, be enslaved to this guy over here, and he's your owner, and he tells you. You you can't do that. You've you've got to have one master. Uh, And uh, and so you can't serve two masters. Absolutely. Either you'll hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to the one and despise the other. Similar to what I thought about Romans chapter 6 and verse 16 Along mm-hmm. this same yeah. line, Romans 6, verse 16. Do you not know that when you present yourselves to someone as slaves for obedience, you're slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin resulting in death or of obedience resulting in righteousness? Bring that principle over here. Mm-hmm. Don't you know that you're a slave to the one you obey? Mm-hmm. It's either God you're obeying and you're right. enslaved to God, or it's material things right. that you're enslaved right. to and, mm-hmm. and you're going to obey them. You're going to work to please yourself with the material things. They become your idol. That's right. As you said earlier. Right. And so you can't be owned by more than one master at a time. Divided loyalties lead to disloyalty. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we get, we just get caught up in trying to, you know, keep one foot in in the kingdom of God and one foot in the kingdom of the world and trying to serve two masters. That's right. And we end up doing a poor job. That's exactly <laughs> in right. Either one. Amen. So uh, we need to make up our mind that we're going to serve God. Yeah, I think it's interesting too. The idea is that there's a choice here. You cannot serve God and Mammon. So you make the choice. You're either going to serve God or you're going to serve Mammon. But that's your choice to make, and then you're going to be accountable for that choice. And it is interesting because I think a lot of times we do try to have it all. And we look out and say, okay, I want my religiosity. I want my devotion to God. I want all that comes with that. But I also want the things of the world. They're pretty attractive as well. And why do I have to give up one? Well, God says right here, it's impossible for you to pursue both of these at the same level. And that's the point. Could, Could you have riches and wealth? Yes. But it's got to be subservient to your devotion to God. And then it becomes a tool in the proper order of things. But That's you right. can't have it all. You can't have both. You've got to make that decision. And then you've got to take the consequences of those decisions. That's right. That's right. So it reminds me of 1 Timothy chapter 6. Yeah. 
It's, we don't want to serve material things. We want them to serve us, That's so right. to speak. That's right. We want to use them as a tool. And so 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17, instruct those who are rich in this present world not to be conceited or fix their hope on the uncertainty of riches, but on God, mm-hmm. who richly supplies us with all things to enjoy. Instruct them to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share, storing up for themselves a treasure of a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of the life which is life indeed. And so use your material things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it's not a sin to have material That's right. things, That's right. but use them uh, in, uh, you know, in, in the appropriate way. Here, to be rich in good works, generous, ready to share. Take care of your family. Take care of others who are in need and use them uh, to help us get to heaven. Absolutely. Don't let them draw us away from our goal of getting to heaven. Yeah, and I thought about, and we mentioned this earlier, I just wanted to show the biblical uh, basis for that. We made reference to the idea of materialism and covetousness being uh, idolatry, but the Bible says that in Colossians 3, 5, Therefore put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. And when you think about it there, then it makes that Matthew 6, 24 all the more sensible because it's an idol. It replaces God. And you've got to make a choice. And those things can become so important to us. That's really what an idol is. Anything that becomes so important, it replaces the, the place that God is supposed to occupy. It's the most important thing to us. And so we've got to take an honest self-examination and say, in the things that I do, the decisions I make, the way that I uh, think, what is most important to me? Is it the riches or is it God? And, and we've got to have that self-examination right. and determine that. And hopefully... It's God. So that's the point for today. Mm-hmm. May, you know, may each of us just think about the things that we have. How are we using the things that right. we have? How do we think about them? Are we, are we too attached to the material right. things? Are we truly laying up treasure in heaven? And so just a time for some self-evaluation and uh, maybe re-evaluation of our attitude toward material things. Jesus talks a lot about it. Yeah. And so... It's good for us to think a lot about it That's right. and think and make sure that our thinking is in line with his thinking. Amen. Amen. We well, appreciate everybody watching today. Yeah. We hope we've said some things that are encouraging, make us think a little bit, mm-hmm. help us along the way. We always close our sessions with a word of prayer. And so, Brother Kevin, would you lead us? Sure. Your gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for the day that you have given to us. We thank you for another day of life, which we recognize as a gift from your hand, and we're so very appreciative for it. We hope that as we look back on how we have spent the day, that we've done so in a way that brings glory and honor to thy name. We're so thankful for all the physical blessings that you've rained down upon us in abundance. The food we have, the clothes we wear, the places of residence, our houses, apartments that we have, the means of transportation, the vehicles that we have, just so many things we've been blessed with. And and yet we know that we're ultimately going to be accountable for those things and how we use those things, that we're stewards. All of the things that we have are really yours, and they're on loan to us, and we will be judged in the end in part on how we use those things. And please help us to be mindful of that and and have the mindset that we've talked about today, that not to serve those riches, not to serve the things, the blessings, the gifts, but to serve the giver of the gift, which is the most important thing. Not to trust in these things that the world offers in terms of money and the influence and the power and the things they can buy, which can be so tempting and so beguiling. But let us remember that ultimately we want to put our trust in, in you because you're the one who truly delivers. You're the one who truly brings salvation. And as we're going to study, you do provide those things that we need. 
you know those things and you're taking care of us. And uh, we need to have faith and confidence in that because that frees us up to think about the things that are most important, which is the expansion of your kingdom and your will and to have that reign in our lives. Please help us as we are, are so blessed, especially uh, in so many of the countries that are under the sound of my voice, uh, to be careful that we don't become fool and be tempted to deny you, that we don't uh, think that we're doing well and so well that we're not contemplating spiritual things, we're not contemplating your will. We feel self-sufficient. We feel that we're fine. Uh, please help us to understand that those things are temporary. As Paul told Timothy, we can't take any of these things into the next life. And uh, these are things to be shared with others around us, especially those who are less fortunate than us that uh, need those things, those who are impoverished. We need to be merciful for, uh, people who are compassionate, looking out for others, and, and being good stewards of these things. So thank you for all the teaching on materialistic things, covetousness, things of this world, on money and riches, wealth. Uh, this is a problem that has plagued man from the very beginning and probably always will. And uh, let us look to your word on how we use these things in a very constructive way, in the way that Paul instructed Timothy to advise uh, the rich, to be rich in sharing with others, storing up treasures in heaven, uh, sharing with our fellow man. Uh, please help us to understand that these things don't define us. Uh, they're not who we are, but they're just uh, tools to be used to further your kingdom. And please help us to, to put our eyes on the prize, the, the true spiritual treasures that do not decay. No one does steal. They're secure. They cannot be taken away. And those are the things that will uh, see us through for eternity in heaven. And so let us understand the proper use of these things and be the kind of people that you consider to be well done, uh, servants who've done well. And you can say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. We thank you for your word as always. We thank you for the illumination it brings to our lives. We thank you for the opportunity for us to look into our very souls and understand who we are and what we are. And to the extent that we see deficiencies, shortcomings, that we will make the necessary corrections to be more pleasing to you. Every day growing in your grace and your knowledge, becoming more and more like your son. And uh, that is the goal. And we hope that we'll always look to that and uh, not backslide, not go back to the world, not be attracted by the things we've left behind, but uh, always looking forward and to the heavenly home that lies ahead for those who have always loved your son's appearing. We ask you to continue to be with us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.